for listening to the Life Church Boise weekly podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. You guys done? <laughs> All right, be done. For now. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is good. Oh, He's so good to us. Amen. Praise God. You got anything? Yeah. Why don't you come up and, and uh, say whatever you want to say? Um, going along with foresight, you know, we have the ability to know that one day we're going to be in heaven. And when we're up in heaven, we can, we can look back. And I always, I always approach things, and I'm always thinking, when I get to heaven, is what I'm doing now, it doesn't, is it going to have any effect? Am I going to be concerned about what I'm doing right this second when I get to heaven. And so I'm always thinking forward. I'm always thinking forward. I'm always looking, positioning myself in heaven and looking back and saying, is this right? Is this what, is what I'm doing right now correct? And praise God, he's, he knows. He knows what's coming. He knows what's ahead. And thank you, God. Thank you, God. Have, having that foresight, having, knowing what's, what's next, having, having the ability to see into the Spirit and say, this is, this is what's, what, what God has for me right now. This is what God has for me right now. Man, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think when we get to heaven, that there's going to be a lot of things that, that we do on this earth that will be like, did that matter? Did I, did I do what I was called to do? Like these, these 11 that are going to Africa, this is going to be a time when they get to look back on and say, wow, I did something that impacted eternity. Something that had an eternal weight to it. So are we eternity-minded? Are we thinking about forever? Some things we just get totally locked into the here and now. We think of this world and we just get stuck. But are we thinking about forever? Is, is what we're doing really affecting forever? And, and sometimes we just think, well, I have all these natural needs. I have all these natural things that I have to take care of. But we get, that, that can be so blinding. And I just, I think that the Lord wants us to just redirect, redirect what we're, what we're thinking. And so as we were just in worship, it was just like, be heavenly minded. Be mindful of heaven right now. Because we, we can live and we can 
see heaven come into this earth right now. Not, we don't have to wait. It's not something that we're, um, that we're hoping is going to happen. It's something that if, we, if, we, if it's always in the future, we're never going to see it. So, so stop saying heaven's going to be this way, heaven's going to be that way. Well, be mindful of heaven. Be mindful of how heaven is. And then expect that's how it's going to be when you start walking in this side of heaven. This side of heaven is totally susceptible, totally changeable to the spirit realm. It's totally changeable and malleable. It's like clay. This natural world's like a clay. And in the spirit, we have the ability to form what's coming in the natural. We have the ability to form it. We have the ability to, to, to take our hands and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this. And, and we're called to change it. Not to just however we desire it or however we want it, but how it looks in heaven. How it looks in heaven. So your situation, how does it look? How would that situation look in heaven? Can, can, you, can you change it? And the answer is yes. Because that's where, did you know we're seated? We're seated in heaven. That's where we are. So we have the ability to step forward, say this situation needs to be this way. And that's how it is. And, and the thought of, well, well how? 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 How did, how did God create everything with a word? How is a silly question? How is a question that says, how did Jesus walk on water? Who cares what the physics were? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We come from a place that's not affected by physics. We come from a place that supersedes physics. We come from a place that says, the impossible, ha, that's laughable. The impossible, I can laugh at that. The impossible, that's what, that's, that's what I'm walking into every step, every day. Every day I wake up and the impossible's here. The impossible's now. So, I, again, I just think heaven, we just have to be mindful. We have to be thinking. We have to be getting back to the thought of how it is in heaven. It's my job to enforce that here on earth. It's my job to mold how heaven is right here. And I, and I think for each individual, like how I just see how these words are hitting you. It's in those situations that you're pertaining to, that's how God's speaking to you. To, says, yes, when you, when you step forward and you start speaking into those things and saying, no, you're going to be this way. And you start declaring those things that are not as though they are, because in heaven they are. That's how it is in heaven. That's how it is. When you start declaring it and operating and thinking, and now, you're, now it affects your actions, now it affects everything that you're doing, now it's just, well, it's how I spoke it. It's how I said it. It's how it is in heaven. And it just changes everything. And then we start seeing it. And then we start walking into the reality of heaven on earth. And it gets really, really good. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. That's good. That's good. 
Let's say it out loud if you're a believer. All right. Say it out loud. Say, I've got heaven, I've got heaven. inside of me. Say it again. I've got heaven inside of me. It's in me now. Amen. 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 That's a, be- that's a better way to think, isn't it? Then, better way than what? Then I'm waiting on someday, somehow, maybe, maybe it might be, I might, you know. No, 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 no. Right here, right now, he's in you. The Spirit of God, the glory of God, all of His resources, all of His ability. Amen. There was an old song we used to sing uh, years ago. went like this. I won't sing it, but I'll say it. Uh, I've got the life of God in me. I've got the life of God in me. What is the next line? I've got his life, the life of God in me. <laughs> I've got his life, his nature, and his ability. I've got the life of God in me. That was the whole song. That I remember. His life, his nature, and his ability. I've got the life of God in me. Amen. That's a good mindset to have. And instead of, and, and don't take this in the wrong way, but instead of praying for heaven to come, or the kingdom to come, or revival to come, Say and believe, when I walk in the room, heaven's there. When I show up, revival showed up. See, see well, what if that was really your belief? Would it change the church? Would it change your home? You know, we, uh, one of those songs we sing uh, talks about when he walks into the room, talking about Jesus, everything changes, and that speaks to his character and, and, and so forth. Uh, and nothing wrong with that if you see it from that perspective. But here's another, here's another version. Here's verse 2. Um, <laughs> uh, when you walk into the room, everything changes. How about that? I mean, I don't mean we're worshiping ourselves because it's him in us, but how about we think this way? When I walk into the room, what are the words of that song? Everything changes. Sickness starts to vanish. What else? Hopeless situations cease to exist. When what? So we can say when he walks, okay, fine, we're giving him the glory because he's the author and finisher of our faith. But if heaven is really in us and his life is in us and his ability is in us, guess what happens when we walk into the room? Demons flee. When we walk into the room, people start to feel better. Don't we hear that all the time around here? Testimonies? Why? Because God showed up? Well, I kind of think he's everywhere at once. But when we walk into the room, there's a manifestation of him because we are carriers of his glory. And if you have a prayer life, if you have a personal relationship with him that's real, don't think that doesn't change the atmosphere. It totally changes the atmosphere. And the more real he is to you, the more, he re- the more real he is in the atmosphere when we gather together. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So say it out loud with me. If this is true, then, then release faith. If, if everything's perfect in your life, then, then just say it for the benefit of someone else. Uh, because we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're declaring who he is and, and, and so forth to the end result that we experience and see change in this realm. All right? So say it out loud. Say, my body, my body is, changing. is changing. 
My home is changing. My workplace is changing. God in me is getting out. His glory, His presence affects my everything. Everywhere I go, others begin to know the power of God, the love of God, the wisdom of God. It exudes from me because He is in me. Where I go, He goes. Where He goes, life is. So things are changing in my life, in my marriage, in my kids, in my finances. Things are changing because heaven is breaking out all over me, all over my life. I am a carrier. I'm infected. I am possessed with the Spirit of God, the Spirit of life, and the Spirit of heaven. And His will is being done on earth, in me, and through me, as it is in heaven. No delay, no hindrance, no backing off. The fullness of His life, for He is life in me abundantly. And so darkness flees. And so death stays away. And so sickness cannot stand, but it flees in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, sometimes you get stirred up and you begin to declare what is, and you, you, can, you, can, uh, you can click over, and what it is, it's the spirit of prophecy. And see, you, you, what do you mean the spirit of prophecy? Well, I, I can't think of all that stuff to say. I, I can only think of one line to say. And that is, whatever we said first. <laughs> my body's changing and my home is changing. Those are the only two things I thought of. <laughs> uh, because of heaven in me. Yeah. See, and then you kick into that and the Lord will help you to make declarations. Because he is looking for a way to move. He's looking for a vessel. He's looking for someone who will believe and act and speak and declare. And there he goes to work. By the way, as we said that, the Spirit of God uh, uh, went into, uh, into motion. As we said that, say, what do you mean when we said it? Because we're cooperating with him. Yeah, we're not robots. If he, were just wanting to, if he if it was just all God, he would have done it a long time ago. It's not all God. Some God and some me. Some God and some you. He's the source, but we cooperate. And when we said that, by the way, you can tell. I, I can, I've got a witness. You got it too. I got a witness that as we did that, things changed. Bodies changed. Situations started reversing that were going the wrong direction. Uh, circumstances that were bad. The enemy's plans for some. He had set you up for failure and set you up to, to believe lies and to work in your life. But it just, it just turned around. Now it's going the right direction. Hallelujah. So make sure and keep saying that. What do I mean keep saying it? Just keep agreeing with the Lord. Heaven's in me. Heaven's in my home. His life is abundant in my life. Amen. And as you do, as you declare, you're giving him place and him a way to move in your life continually. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Look with me. Can I take a moment and show you something? Uh, uh, in Acts chapter 16, 
in the 16th chapter of Acts, they were in a bad situation, and it was because of persecution. Uh, and over in Acts 16, um, Paul and Silas were in prison. Let me find where I, where I want to look. Uh, but they were in the innermost prison, and and they had whipped them and all kinds of bad stuff. And uh, because basically, you know, what they were in there for is because they cast a demon out of this fortune teller. Yeah? This girl was doing their advertising for them. <laughs> but it wasn't the right spirit. And there's, she's saying, these guys came from God, proclaiming to you the way of salvation. After a while, it irked Paul. <laughs> he turned around and cast this spirit out. But, you know... People were making money off of it. And uh, I mean, one of, the, one of the ways you can find out what's real and what's a hoax is see how many people are making gazillions of dollars off of it. Anyway, I'm talking government stuff and things promoted in the culture. And, and it's when people are, are just getting wealth, stinking, filthy, wealthy off, off something, you're just like, is that real or does that just kind of serve you? Just a thought. You know, when you read stats about how teenagers uh, these days in our schools, by, by some studies, have said they feel more guilty about uh, not recycling than they do watching porn. You know, we've got a problem in our society. And the public schools are preaching the wrong message. And they are preaching, by the way. And... Uh, People, they, they're just, their morals are just warped, and they feel bad about the wrong stuff, and, uh, and, and some of it's so money-driven, and I didn't plan to say that. I'm just trying to read the scripture. I haven't even gotten to my verse, but this girl got set free from the demon, and so she was no longer able to tell fortunes and therefore make money for these other people. So they got ticked off. They grab Paul and Silas and they get thrown in jail. And, uh, but it says in verse 25, so, well, they were in the innermost stocks. They're, they're in the, uh, their feet and so forth are in the stocks. But at midnight, verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. So what are they doing? They're whipped. So they're, they're hurting. Have you ever been whipped? I don't know. I mean, I'm not talking to spanking here. <laughs> We're talking they lay their skin open and, uh, with whips. And, and then they're in the stinky part of the prison, in the innermost part. And they're, you know, probably, you know, maybe bent over in the stocks. And they're, and, uh, uh, they're hurting. And it's cold and wet. And what are they doing? They're not whining. They're not complaining. They're not doing what any of us might think. Oh, yeah, well, I understand that. <laughs> they're doing just the opposite. Here's what they're doing. They're accessing heaven. They're accessing the glory of God. And what are they, what are they doing? They're hurting, but they're singing praise to God anyway. They're singing loud enough where everyone else can hear them. <laughs> they're, they're praising God. They're rejoicing and being glad. Glad at their circumstance? No, no, glad in the Lord. They're finding a reason to shout and a reason to sing. And how many know, if you can do that, 
If you can find a reason to sing, and I don't mean a reason in your natural circumstances because they had zero, but a reason in God to say he is good, he is faithful, he is God Almighty, and we love the Lord, and then add a tune to it, and, uh, and, and, and sing and proclaim until your mind is off of every pain, you're bleeding back, and you're hunched, and you can sing and proclaim his name. See, that's how you get, that's what you do at midnight. I preached a message in 2002 called What to Do at Midnight. You remember that one? Uh, you, some of you weren't here. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm sure you'd remember. Uh, uh, what to do at midnight. And this is what they did at midnight. Not only was it midnight on the clock, but it was the darkest hour. It was when things were looking the worst. If you ever run into a situation where things are looking the worst and you're at your darkest hour, that's a pivotal point in your life. Because what you do at that point is either going to allow you to access heaven or perpetuate the hell that you're in. All right? And what you do at that moment really makes a difference. And you know what the right thing is to do. The right thing is not what you feel like doing. What you feel like doing is ending it. <laughs> you feel like doing is crawling under the bush and, you know, and hiding or complaining or declaring the problem. But do what you know to do because God is still on the throne. He is just as real in that situation as he was when things were great. And he's looking for a way to get you out. He's looking for a way to solve the problem and, and, and bring solution. What's the kicker? Someone's got to sing. Someone's got to lift their voice. Someone must in the middle of their darkest day and their most difficult problem say, glory to God in the highest. He is able and he is in me and heaven is in me and my life is changing right now. Someone must lift their voice up bold and strong and say who God is. Amen. And they did and they proclaimed it. What are you doing? Find, find a reason to shout. Amen. Laugh when you don't feel like it. Smile when no one else is smiling. You have, you have to make yourself. You know how when it's easy to smile, it's easy to smile. But when it's not, it's not. And when it's not, that's when it's important to smile by faith. That's when it's important. I mean, sometimes, seriously, it is a step of faith to go, Because you don't want to. And the situation doesn't warrant it. But God's word always warrants it. Amen. And so you smile anyway. <clears throat> Bam! Smile, man. Uh, uh. <laughs> I remember one time, uh, years ago, I was, I was single and stuff and living alone. So I was uh, by myself. And I'm praying one day, just praying. And I wasn't feeling particularly excited or anything like that or or particularly happy, but it seemed like down inside, you know, I got the life of God in me, his life, his nature, and his ability. It seemed like joy, but I didn't feel it. It wasn't in my emotions. It seemed like laugh, laugh. I didn't want to laugh, laugh. But I'm by myself, so you know, you can do anything. <laughs> Up here, I try not to experiment too much, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> uh, but laugh. So I did. I said, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. And it was dry. Dead. But I'm by myself. Well, just with the Lord, and he knows what I'm doing. I'm, I'm like trying to access heaven. And uh, ha, 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 ha. And after a little bit, it got funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
And after a little bit, but doing it by faith, the, the Spirit of God joined in with me and helped me. And I'm laughing without effort. I'm not trying anymore. It's just, <laughs> just joy, legitimate joy. And after a while, I'm by there by myself, and I hear a knock on the door. And, uh, <laughs> and a, a friend uh, could hear me then through the door. And so the door wasn't locked. They just came in. And when they came in, they hit the floor. <laughs> Literally just fell over laughing. And then there was two of us. <laughs> and we're both just laughing. How did that start? By faith. Totally by faith. So if you ever need to do it, well, do you think Paul and Silas were singing by faith? I think so. They weren't singing because of their circumstances. They were singing in spite of them and because of who God was. And we didn't read the whole story, but you know, there was a great earthquake and all the, the, the chains fell off and everything. And, 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 and the Spirit of God moved in their darkest hour. He moved at midnight because they responded to it by faith. They responded in the proper way. Amen. Amen. Let me show you one more verse. Uh, we could take longer there, but uh, over in Philippians... You might know these verses. That's, it's good to look at them again, though. Philippians. See, this all ties together. And, uh, and, and I know this is, this is helpful, by the way. And, 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 and I want you to be very, very slow. Very, 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 very slow to think, I don't really need this right now. Or this isn't what applies to me. It probably affects someone else, but I'm pretty good. Watch that. Watch out. You don't want to, because this is inspired for now. Right. All right. That's how we, we do this. And, uh, and uh, we didn't have a conversation about this ahead of time. In fact, earlier when I, when I stood up there and talked about foreknowledge and stuff, I almost looked at him then because it seemed like he had something. But I didn't know. We didn't plan it. Right? And, uh, but it's, it, it's God. So there's some situations and this is your answer. Yeah. I remember I w we were doing one of these services one time, and I had, uh, well, we had someone else speaking, but I was up here ministering as well at the end. And, uh, and I had, a, I, I prayed, you know, we, I said, pray God, praise God, and then I had a word. And, uh, and the word was, uh, was, lift up your eyes. And I spoke that, lift up your eyes. And there may have been something else added to that, but that was the gist of it. And, uh, and then after, after the service, I was standing right over here. And the, the, get the guest that we had speaking, and we were standing right over here. And uh, a guy comes over and, and, and starts to ask a question about what he should do. And uh, the guest said, well, you just got your answer. And it was totally what the answer was. He said, you just got your answer. Lift up your eyes. See, he was staring at his problem. He was focused on the problem, focused on the issue, and going nowhere. And I thought, how many times does that happen? Where the answer is given publicly, but where it kind of goes, whoop. And we think, yeah, someone probably needs to hear that. Yeah, it's really good. Sure hope they get it. Man, I'm praying for them, Lord. Well, no doubt these things are for multiple individuals, but I just, I just say, I caution you, be very slow to say, oh yeah, that was good, that was kind of funny, you know, how Paul and Silas, yeah, yeah. No, this is for acting. 
This is for putting into practice. And there are situations present right now that require and that need you to have a proper response to them. Because God's trying to move in your life. The Spirit of God wants to bring freedom and deliverance and turn some situations around. Amen. Or maybe there are some things coming up because remember foreknowledge? He knows what's coming. He knows what's coming against us and some things. And, and no one ever, we're never promised that we would never be opposed in life or there'd never be any challenges. If you're a Christian, you're never going to have any challenges. No, you will. You will. But good news, he already saw them and made provision for them. Sometimes, mm -mm -mm, it's provision like this. It's knowing what to do before it ever happens. And you're like, ha, you know, all of a sudden you find yourself in a, you know, something opposing, something situation that's not fun. But cheer up, because remember, I already know what to do. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Bend over like you're in stocks. Let's say, hallelujah. <laughs> Begin to rejoice. There was another song we used to sing years ago. went, hallelujah anyhow. Never, never let your problems get you down. When life's trouble comes your way, hold your head up high and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And so the Lord is helping us. Some right now, some prep for, prep for days to come. You know what to do. Because your natural inclination would have been to be negative, to keep your eyes down, to focus on the problem, focus on the circumstance. But the word of the Lord gives you something else to look at. And it's time to sing. It's time to shout. By faith. You don't feel it? Probably don't even sound good. <laughs> but you sing and you shout by faith. Amen. And when you do, here comes the, the, the earthquake. About to break the prison doors open and take the shackles off. And you're about to go free. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Notice what it says here. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. That's an interesting word. Rejoice has to do, it really does have to do with joy. Okay, even though it's spelled a little bit different. It's rejoicing is a, is a manifestation of joy. Joy, in the, as you know from the scripture is our strength. The joy of the Lord, the Bible says, is our strength. If I don't have the joy of the Lord, I'm weak. Say, well, I need the Lord's strength. You're never going to do that without a smile. I just need the Lord to strengthen me. It's time to sing. I'm not a singer. You are now. Your strength is hinging on your song. You sing with a smile. You shout. Yeah? You rejoice, you be glad, you laugh. I know, I know, I just need strength. Start laughing. No, my situation's serious. Put a big fat smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, necessary. Required that you have, that you have, you have, the, have God's joy working in you. But it's interesting, when I see the word rejoice, that's a verb. I mean, joy is a noun. 
Rejoice is a verb. How do I get joy in my life? I need something to do. I need an action word. And so I rejoice. That tells me joy is recyclable. <laughs> yeah. You've had it before. You can re rejoy it. You ever been joyful? It, it, you can use it again. Have you ever had joy in your life? You can reuse it. How? Rejoice. But you see, if rejoicing is an action, it's something that you do, all right? And so that's, it finds a way of expression. I'm rejoicing over a situation. I'm going to smile about it. I'm going to laugh about it. I'm going to be happy about this situation. And, uh, and that's the active part of the joy of the Lord. If, if we say, well, I've got the joy of the Lord in my heart. <laughs> Did you inform your face? <laughs> right? I mean, it's the pro proverb says, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Yeah, none of this saying, oh, I'm, I'm joyful in my heart, but that's just not my personality. Bah! Come on now, be real, you grumpy thing. You're, gonna, you're, you're spreading depression around. I don't mean you have to be bubbly like a bubbly personality, but joy must be expressed. You need to rejoice. There needs to be an action to your joy, and that's where faith comes in. Because it takes faith to act when you don't feel, when it doesn't look good. You don't have a, re a natural reason why. You find a spiritual reason why, and that's called, heaven is in me now. It's called, the Spirit of God is on me now. God has a plan, and it's for my victory. He has a plan, and it's for my healing. He has a plan, and it's to provide my need. He has a plan, and it's to see me succeed. He has a plan, and it's working from the inside out. Amen. You believe that and declare it. The more you declare it, the more it comes out, the more it becomes real to you. And what's the purpose of it? God was looking for a way to move. And as soon as we cooperated with Him, bam. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.